Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. So, so we've been super, super... No, I'm not trying to be box. No, we're, 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 we've been super hyped today, um, but I want to ask a very serious question today. Okay, I'm going to bring it all down. It's, it's, it's serious. How are you doing today? How are you? Individually, how are you? How, you? how are you at being a single parent right now? How are you doing? How is your soul? How are you feeling? I know this is totally shifting gears from, from all the hoopla, but how are you this morning? That's the bottom line. As a, as a dad, how are you? As a mom, how are you? As a grandparent, how are you? As a person in the community, how are you doing today? God asked me the same question. As a leader, B, how are you doing? Are y'all honest with God on how you feel? Like, are you really honest? So, out there, we're on the field, game of life. But for the next 25, 30 minutes, we're off the field. We're just in the, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the uh, dugout, we're in the, we're in the locker room, thank you. How are you? Like, it matters how you're doing. We can come in here and have a great time and welcome you as a first-timer and give you a little free gift and take some pictures after church, but if we don't address how we're doing, we're wasting our time. If we don't walk out of here changed from the way we walked in with the mindset that we have about the, the situations and circumstances that are on our door, they are knocking on our door. If we don't address those, and God is saying today's a day to address them. We're, we're, cl- we're clearing the slate. We're clearing the board. Let's talk about, let's talk about what our plays are going to be when we get back out on the field in just 35 minutes. Somebody said, your time just went up. You went from 25 to 30. Now you're talking 35. I just seen if y'all noticed. If I was to take a poll this morning, every single one of us in this room, if we were honest, and it's a good place to be honest, by the way. (laughs) If we were honest, we would say, I'm struggling with at least one thing in my life right now. I'm not talking about sin. I'm not not talking about secret stuff. I'm, I'm talking about how are you doing with your negative attitude? How are you doing with that coworker that just... You know they get under there, under that skin. How you doing with that? How you doing with what Amy said? When you're out in the community, do they they know you're a Buckeye? They know, well, not (laughs) y'all, but they know you're a Gator. They know that. But do they know you're on God's team? Do they know? How you doing at work? It It could be that habit that you just can't kick. It could be that bad attitude. And now, if you're here and you say, <laughs> B, I don't really struggle with nothing. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I hate you or if I'm jealous. But I would say you're lying. Because every single one of us is facing something right now. Every one of us. New parent. Only parent. 
Things in my life are changing. Every one of us have something that we're having to face. Let's be honest. How are you doing with that today? How are you doing with that today? As I was preparing today's message, I, I, really, I really wanted to tie in our college kickoff weekend theme. And I was thinking, we're all, we're all players in the game of life. And every day, every day is a new day. And every new day is a new quarter. Every day is full of new plays that we have to do. Every day is an opportunity for us to give life, the game of life, our best shot every day. Tomorrow starts a brand new week. It actually started today, but tomorrow is going to really show the test of how you how you doing with it, based on what you do with what we do for the next few moments. So I wanted to speak to you from a real place today. I want to talk to you from the subject. Don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel. Many of you are in this room. Maybe you've already thrown in the towel in some areas. But God has still called you to that thing that you've given up on. And maybe you need to go back and pick it up. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm just listening to his voice right now. Some of you have the, 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 the towel you've already begun to throw and it's in midair. Grab it and take it back. Say, God's not through with me yet. Your circumstance may not come back to the way you once knew it. But all things work together for his good and for your good, for those that are called according to his purpose. If you got air in your lungs, the purpose for your life is still in the playbook. Don't throw in the towel. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, don't do it. Say, don't do it. Don't do it. Over the last three Sundays, we've been talking about how to be, how, how, how being a true follower of Jesus takes gritty faith. Y'all remember that? And, and, we, and we, how we need to have one of those let's go moments. It's hard to talk to yourself and say, let's go, when you feel like checking out. Let's just be honest. That's why it's important for you to link up with people. That's why it's important for us to say, this is my house. This is my church. This is my family. Sign me up. Whatever it is, I'll serve. I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll invest. Whatever it is. Because you need, I, we, we, I say this every week, but we need each other. So that, so that sometimes I may need to borrow your let's go. How many have actually been using that statement a lot more? I didn't realize how much I was using that statement until, I, until that message came out. Let's go. Sometimes you might have to borrow somebody else's let's go because you don't have enough in you to say let's go. But there's just something about it. If I'm down and Amy walks in the room and goes, come on, let's go. How many of when mama says let's go, you pack up your stuff, right? No, but I'm talking about in life. You got to have a partner and, and, and somebody with you. And it, it may not be your spouse. It could be your friend, whatever. But you need to have some people with you that when they recognize, they know, they know you. They recognize when you're down. They recognize when you're being kicked. They know when the enemy's trying to take you out. And they say, no, 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 no. You come on. Put that towel back around your neck. Let's go. Elvis. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So let me drop this. Let me drop this. Um. The theme verse on you today, it simply says, uh, it's from Philippians 3. 
You can go ahead and turn there if you want. It'll be on the screen. Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 13, 13 and 14. It's just going to be our theme verse. I've already read this throughout this Let's Go uh, collection of talks, and I, I want to bring it back again today. It simply says this, brothers and sisters. This is Paul speaking to the church. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Stop. Wouldn't that be amazing if every preacher would stand up on the pulpit and not say, I'm at another level, y'all at a lower level, step up to my level, to make you feel like you can never... Wouldn't it be something if a pastor just said, I don't have it all together, I got problems. Yeah, but they may not stay because they're looking for somebody to look up to. I would rather look up to somebody who's honest saying, I'm trying to get there with you. And I need you to help me. And bless God, I'm going to help you with whatever, whatever energy I got. I'm going to help you get there. That's what this family, that's what this church is about. We're all about saying, you know what? We're going to help you. We're going to jump in the ditch with you. Whatever it takes, you're not in this alone. That's the family that I want to be. That's the team. That's the team that I want to be a part of. That's the team that I want to kick field goals with. Let's keep reading. He said, I don't have it all together. He said, but one thing I do, <laughs> forgetting what is behind. Everybody say, it happened. It did. It did. But check this out. Whatever happened in the last 60 seconds and beyond, that's in the past. Listen to me. It might have been last week, but it's still the past. And let's, let's talk about what he says. He says, forget what is behind. The last 60 seconds and beyond is behind you. Where are you going right now? Forgetting what is behind. Yep, because it happened. And straining. That means some, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Sometimes you got, to, you, got to, you got to put your feet down and go, whenever he says, hut, hut, let, let's go. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So many people want trophies and stuff down here on earth. I learned this so much from my dad, and and I heard him say it all. My trophies aren't down here. It's up there. Dad had all kinds of plaques. All those banners that are in the gymnasium, the existing gymnasium that is still standing at Chief today, all of those banners were put there by Coach Weber. All of them. I think. I'm pretty sure. I know there were no banners before him. Well, that sounds haughty. No, I'm just telling you. But he looked beyond that gold and blue banner. And he looked forward. <laughs> and he finished his race. <laughs> How you going to finish? You going to finish strong? Paul in this, he said, I'm looking heavenward. That's my goal. That's the pride. That's what I want. I, it's not acknowledgement here on earth. Paul is saying, I know life is going to get hard. Listen to this preacher. Your life, you may think it's hard. It could, it could get even harder. But what's your stance going to be? What's your stance going to be? He's saying, I know there will be times that you're going to struggle. He said, I know there'll be times that are going to be really disappointed. Anybody had a disappointing moment this week? Somebody sent you a text. Somebody says, Disappointment. Huh? I know there's going to be times you, you really wanted something to happen and it didn't. I know there's going to be times that you didn't want something to happen and it did. Paul says, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to forget about all that stuff and put it behind you. 
He's saying, sure, I've been through some stuff and I'm going to go through some more stuff, but I'm making the decision right here, right now to press on. Some of y'all need to make the decision before we go any further in this message. No matter what comes, come hell or high water, no matter what comes at you this week, I will press on. I will get through this. Every one of us in the room, this room are on the other side of a heartbreak. Every one of us. Every one of us are on the other side of a disappointment. Every one of us in this room are standing right now on the other side of, of betrayal. You know what that tells me? You went through it. And no matter how many other times that continues to come at you, you will get through it. Now, now let me say this, and it came out of uh, Tama Joe's um, little moment with us today. I don't remember if she said this, but I heard the Holy Spirit say this. One of the most dangerous plays that you can play in the game of life is to try to make the play on your own. There's more, there's more, team, there's more teammates on that team than just the center and the quarterback. There ain't no, there's no team that's going to walk out there with solo, one man. That, what am you saying? I'm saying, you're going to face this stuff, but you've got to determine right here, right now, I'm going to get through it. But you also have to admit you're not going to do it by yourself. You're not going to get through it by yourself. You need Jesus. I need, I need Jesus. My attitude needs Jesus. My mouth <laughs> needs Jesus, just like yours. It's saying right here, right now, I'm not going to have a pity party with myself anymore. I'm not going to have a pity party for myself. Because most of the time that party is solo. Just you. I'm not going to have a pity party. I'm going to strain and I'm going to press through. Greg Michael, come come see me. I I hadn't caught him off guard. I know better than to catch him off guard. I sent him a text last night. I said, I need you to help me with the illustration. Y'all give it up for the big man that y'all see at the front door, Mr. Greg Michael. I'm going to let this gator up here on this Buckeye field on the 50-yard line facing this way. Jesus, be a fence right now. Protect me. I sent him a text and I said, in order for this to work, I'm going to need you for the first time in your life to let me win. (laughs) Because I know I need this to go, right? I need this to go. He represents the heartache. He represents the struggle. He represents the disappointment. And he represents the betrayal. He represents all that stuff that you've been struggling with. But you got to make a determining factor right here, right now. That no matter what, he ain't going to hurt me. I know some of y'all start praying, oh, saints of God, please help him not to hurt my pastor. I won't even shake the brother's hand no more because he puts a grip on it like, rah. <laughs> Something to do with gators. They, that, once that mouth closes, you can't get it back open. Might want to take a headpiece off. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so see, so see. Life comes at you. He's coming at me. He's coming at me. But because I got Jesus, I got some power in me. I got some power in me that I can push back. I can, I can make him stand at attention. Not on my own. Not on my own. I got to have another team with me. I got to have a team with me. I got to make sure I got a team of three, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I got to make sure they're, they're part of this thing. And then, and then I, I'm coming at him, and I can push him back. I can push him back. And then when I need to, I can do this right here, and I can come out on the other side. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? See, see, you got to make the determination that no matter, because you're all going to face big problems. No offense. Really, no offense. We're all going to face big 
ugly. No offense. I'm serious. No, I, uh, don't even, no, don't even, no, I'm not, I'm not, listen, listen. It's going to be so, it's going to be so traumatic. It's going to be so bad. But you can get through it. Now, if I try to do it without God, if I try, I'm going to let you. Just be careful, okay? This goes beyond the text. <laughs> we didn't plan this one. If I try to do it on my own, God, please be careful. <laughs> and watch that arm, okay? Watch that arm. Yeah. You can pick me up if you want to, whatever. See, I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to help him. Is this what you have permission to do? If I try to do it on my own and I just stand here with no, just, you know, how we do, he can, he can just take me. He can take, he, whoa, Jesus. He can take me. Don't, don't, whatever you do, don't stand alone to the enemy. Amen. Y'all give it up for Greg Michael. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Listen, I'm going to walk forward in the calling that God has put on my life. Listen, God put me on this platform today to tell somebody that God has big, he has big plans for you. He has big plans for your life. Maybe you thought about checking out and saying, it just can't possibly happen to me because this hurts so bad. But I'm here today to tell you, as a product of of disappointment, as a product of tragedy, as a product of a broken heart, as a product of a marriage that failed, as a product of somebody who almost destroyed the one he has today. God can get you through. If I don't say anything else, I'm telling you, he has a plan for your life. And hear me, hear me. The bigger the plan, the bigger the giant. So if you, if it, if you got a Greg Michael-sized giant, that just means on the other side of that is a big plan. The devil don't send little, little wimpy guys to, to, to safeguard God's big plan for your life. He, he puts a big problem there. He puts a big brick wall in front of you. If you're facing a brick wall, what you need, you need that Superman, let me see straight through. You just don't even have to look. Just know that if it's that big of a deal, that there is something bigger on the other side. Because there's nothing that is a bigger match for God. There, he, looks, he looks big in the natural, but he is nothing com- compared to Jesus. I don't know who I'm talking to today. <clears throat> I read this quote. It'll be on the screen for you. This, I read this quote this week. It said, the meaning of life is to find your gift. And the purpose of life is to give it away. Let me say that again. The meaning of life is to find your gift. This was not from a pastor, by the way. I think it was like uh, an Italian philosopher. I can't, rem- I can't remember uh, where I saw it. I didn't put it in my notes. But the meaning of life is to find your gift. That's the meaning. And the purpose is to give that gift away. I'm just going to be honest. If every single person in this room, that, excuse me, that every single person in this room needs to hear this message. Those that hear it later on podcast, those that are tuning in right now on Facebook Live or later date, if you're tuning in, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Don't disconnect. You need this. And something that you need, listen, you need this. Why? Because sometimes life will happen and sometimes we do get disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. And sometimes you are going to get hurt. 
But the thing that you need to know about Release City Church is we do not expect you to come in here and hide your hurt. Y'all saw me two years ago, broken, coming up here trying to share, share the word and, and try to be an encouragement to people when my whole life was just a wreck through the loss of my parents. But had I tried to hide it, oh, it would have showed. It would have showed. Problems are a lot like trash. It may be bagged up and look nice with your glade fragranced Febreze. But if you open that stuff up and start pulling it out, it stinks. That's what hurt, hurt, hurt stinks. And you don't have to hide it in here. And we're not going to be like, ooh, ooh, you need to go back out and get some things right before you come in here. No, you can bring all that stuff. I wish I, I wish I, see, sometimes the message don't get preached till I get in here preaching it. I, I, if I'd have had some more props and some trash, sometimes, some trash bags, sometimes you just need to come in here and just drop it down. Don't bring your trash from your house and your kitchen. But sometimes we need to take that hurt, that stuff that stinks, that stuff that, and we just need to bring it in here. And nobody's going to ask any questions. Because what you don't, because if we start all doing it, what you need to know is that somebody else putting their bag down may have the exact same hurt in their bag that you do. Are you tracking me today? I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. Or as dad would say, the Spirit of the Lord is here, and he is. You don't have to pretend it. Nudge your neighbor and tell him, say, don't, 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 don't hide your hurt. Now look at your other neighbor and tell him, say, and I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you hide your hurt. So, so what do you not do? What do you not do when the game of life gets tough? Here's my response. Don't throw in the towel. And if I do, you throw it back and go, mm-mm-mm. And let's keep, let's keep rolling. Amen? Amen. Don't throw in the towel. I think the question that we all face as followers of Jesus is something that I'm, I'm becoming right now. I'm becoming this week. I'm becoming uh, intentional in my own life. And it's this. How to live life really well when life hurts really bad. How do I live life? Write this down. Did I not put it up there? I didn't. Shame on me. Let me say it again for those that are taking notes. How do I live really well even when life hurts really bad? How do I, how do I in the face of a giant or a struggle, how do I do that well when I'm hurting on the inside? When there's some things that you want to accomplish for God and for his kingdom, but you really feel horrible about, where, uh, horrible about where you are in life right now. In this collection of talks, I'm going to give you four things that will help you when you're struggling. Today, I'm only going to give you one. Everybody say, oh no. I'm not going to try to slide a dose in there, okay? Whew, pastor knows Spanish. Un poquito. Very little. Did I do okay? Did I do right? Did I do okay. Bueno. <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> That's about as far as it goes. <laughs> Four things that will help you when you're struggling and when your emotions are all over the place. Because I'm just going to be honest. When I'm struggling, my emotions are all over the place. Those two precious ladies right here on the front will tell you, when I'm struggling, my emotions will go all over the place. And sometimes I'll, I'll even say things that I can't take back. His blood can cover. We've got to walk in forgiveness. Amen? Somebody say, is there something going on in the Weber house? No, 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 no. I'm just trying to use an example. 
First thing you got to do, first thing that's going to help you get through a struggle is pray through. Everybody say through. Pray through the pain. Don't start praying. Y'all watch me. I know y'all are taking notes. Don't start praying and throw in the towel and walk off the field. Pray through the pain. Pray through the pain. Pick up that towel. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm telling you. You pick up that towel and you keep moving that thing down the field. You keep moving that thing down the field. And check this out. Just because there's a goal at the end and you're going to score, game's not over. As long as you're still breathing, game's not over. There's still, there's still points to put, put on the board. Amen? Say, pray through the pain. What is that? Conversation with God. Conversation with God. Conversation. Conversation. You can put it all on Facebook. It's not a conversation. Somebody can even respond to you. That's still not a conversation. That's your opinion and their opinion. The only opinion that matters is God's opinion. Listen, and when I start living my life on autopilot, I got to be honest, for me, I tend to complain through the pain. Putting your life on autopilot, what does that look like? That's just like, I'm, I'm here, but I ain't here. I'm in the game, but I'm not really playing for nothing. I'm just, I'm just playing to stay alive. Anybody ever been there? It's like you just waking up to like, oh my gosh, if I can just get through this day. No, you press on. You press on. You don't give up and you don't throw in the towel. But for me, when I go on autopilot, I I complain. Do I not? Ladies, do I not? They can always tell when I'm on autopilot, when I'm just going through the motions because my mouth will get out of control. Y'all can laugh at me. But if I turn the Alexa on in your house, somebody's always listening. He ain't connected to the internet. He is the internet. He don't need Siri. He got the Holy Ghost. Part of the team. Have you ever thrown yourself a pity party? How'd that turn out for you? Do you feel any better? <laughs> I got people in my life. I got people in my life that tell me you're not the only one that's going through it right now. Ooh, that, that's not, that's not a way to encourage me, <laughs> but that's a way to go. You're not the only one. You're not the only one hurting. You're not the only one having to deal with this. Pity party. Nothing's ever our fault, right? The world's always against me. There's always somebody who's wronged me. I'm always getting the short end of the stick. Listen, it happens to all of us. And for me, if I don't immediately get intentional about taking my thoughts captive in every situation, because the enemy will put thoughts in there. I've had the same thoughts that some of y'all have had. Y'all just won't admit it. But I got to get intentional and hold my thoughts captive. And I will, because if I don't, I'll let hurt dictate my life and dictate the direction that I'm headed. Come on, 
I'll let hurt do that. Hurt should never drive the direction of your life. Disappointment should never, should never be the reason you're going in this direction. Disappointment should never be. I didn't ask for it, B. I know you didn't. But disappointment and hurt should, and betrayal should never cause you, should never empower you to step off the field. If you've left the field, get back on. Get back on the field. Tell your neighbor, it's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. I want to encourage all of us here this morning that the next time you experience hurt or disappointment, pray through that pain. Pray through that hurt. What's that look like? God, it hurts. I don't want to do this anymore. What are they going to think? Who cares? See, I could have let my emotions go right there. Because inside, I'm screaming some of the same stuff you're feeling. Your pastor. I'm saying, get back on the field. Get back in the game. Don't throw in the towel. This is exactly what the Apostle Paul, I'm coming down the home stretch. Give me just a few more minutes. This is exactly what the Apostle Paul tells us to do. And Paul know, Paul, Paul knows all about pain. He was wrongfully imprisoned. He was beaten. He was snake bitten. He was shipwrecked. Paul knew about pain. And I love how Paul was just open and honest about it because it gives us the impression that it's okay to be honest with where we find ourselves sometimes. Remember what I said? Ain't nobody in this church expecting you to hide your hurt. I want, if you're hurt, I, I want hurt people to come in here. I want them to be in here. Because I know there ain't no fake love going on. It's, it's Jesus. Amen. I, 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 I'm praying for people. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need church hoppers. I, I'm not looking, I'm not trying to grow a church. I'm trying to grow the body of Christ. I'm trying to grow you in the, from the inside out. Not at numbers. I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch you grow spiritually. I'm praying for people who, who said no to God years ago because of church hurt. Let them come in here and have one, just one Sunday. One Sunday. Yeah. Just one Sunday. Yes. There's somebody I'm still praying for to walk in this door because of church hurt. She has not been. Amen. Never been here. But church hurt. And I simply said, give us one Sunday. I don't care if you ever come back. One Sunday. Yes. Because I believe so much in what you carry. Not me, not my message, not my corny jokes. I believe in what God is doing in your life. Let me say this. God can't heal what you choose to ignore. I'm talking about being honest with where you are. God cannot heal what you choose to ignore. God can't heal what you choose to hide. He already knows you're not hiding it from him. But a hurt heart can't be made whole until, you're, until you let that hurt heart out. There's this one time Paul was writing the church in Corinth, and he just got real with them. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. See, I, 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 God gives me messages in, a, in its entirety, in a full, but then there, there's times that he, I, I, because I'm learning how God has got more that he wants to say than what I put on paper. And so we chop these in half and make them two, three-part series. So today's just one. And I hope you're getting this. 2 Corinthians 
chapter 1, verse 8 says this. We think, we think you ought to know. Remember, this is Paul writing to the church. He's writing it to us over 2,022 years later. <laughs> Roundabout. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability endure, to endure. Ever been there? Been crushed so much you just don't feel like you can move that ball down the field anymore. And we thought we would never live through it. Have you ever experienced that kind of pain that you're like, I don't know that I'm going to make it through this. But you're here today. You made it through. And it may not have been because of your prayers. It may be because somebody was praying for you. I'm standing here today because my parents, literally, I'm standing in this room today because my, my stepmom and my dad and a small leadership team prayed for our family to redirect ourselves back from Atlanta, Georgia, back down here. I, I'm here because somebody prayed. But my mouth said, I'll never come back. I'll never return. There ain't nothing there for me. And now look, look at this room. You may not like me, but I know you're here for me. I believe that. You're not here for me, but I believe that if I'm having a bad day, I believe you'd pick me up. Yeah. And you know what I, 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 I hope you believe is that if you're having one of those days too, that your pastor and this leadership team yeah. and this body would be here for you yeah. when you walk through it. That's what this body's all about. Amen. Okay? I didn't, even think I, I didn't even think I had the ability to endure this. Matter of fact, I didn't think I was going to be able to live through it. Here's what he's writing to a bunch of church people. He's saying, I'm trying to walk in God's calling for my life, and the struggle was so real. At one point, I didn't even think I was going to make it. Paul finds himself in a moment where life got tough. He tells some of his friends at the church uh, that he started in Philippi, he says, Here, here's where it starts. Let's go to that, Philippians chapter 4. Verse 7 says this, always, everybody say always. always. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Amen. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Consistent, but considerate. Some of you have to make some tough choices. Some of you have employees under you. You have to make some tough choices. Make those consistent choices, but be Consider it in all that you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Paul's saying you're going to hurt and your emotions are going to get all over the place. Tell God about it. Pray through. Pray through the pain. And then he says, and then throw some worship on it. I know some of y'all like, be your worship. It's, 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 it's a little much for me. Well, you don't know where I came from. You don't know my story. You don't know my hurt. Well, it don't take all that. It, it, sometimes it takes all that. Sometimes it takes all that you see going on. It takes that. You know why? Because you don't know the struggle that I went through. And why are you being judgmental about me anyway? The worship ain't for you. It's for him. It's for him. And he knows. He's on that field with me. 
Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He's on that field. He's trying to help me. Don't throw that, Weber, don't throw that towel down. Come on, let's keep on going. You just keep on going. Sometimes it takes that. You want peace? You want peace? The peace of God that doesn't make sense? Listen, when you begin, when you begin to pray through the pain and you put some worship on it, his peace will start over, overtaking you and flooding into your life. Three things I'm going to give you, and I'm, and I'm done. I'm out of here. We're, we're all out of here. We're going to go eat some ice cream and some good stuff. This week, when life hits you, I'll, here's three things I want you to do. I gave you the one. These are A, B, and C. Okay, so you had one point, and I got A, B, C. Here it goes. A, or number one, pray. When life hits you this week, and it probably will, let's say it this way. If you, if, you, if you go back to what I said when I first opened and said, make the decision that it will change now. I'm back on the field. I'm picking up the towel. If you make that, that choice, I'm just, just prepare yourself. The heat is coming. The heat is if you make that choice, the heat is coming. Now, if you just walk out and go, well, that's a nice sermon. It was okay. Then you're going to have an okay. It's just going to be whatever. Or things are going to happen, and because you didn't tap into the one who can help you walk through it, you're on your own. All by myself. Sometimes I feel all by myself. You know why? Because you put yourself there having a solo pity party. I'm done. I, I, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Pray. Just get real raw and honest with God about how you feel. Listen, he does not need you to dress up your prayers for him. Dear Heavenly Father. No, if you hurt and say I'm hurting. He don't need that dearest, beest, thouest, neatest, I needest thee every hourest. Sometimes you, God, I need you right now. Number two or B. Petition. This is, how we, this is how we converse with God. We pray. We get real raw about the ugly. <laughs> and then we petition. Let God know what you need. This, beco- this comes natural for us. Oh, God, I need a raise. Oh, God, I need. Oh, God, I need. Oh, God, I need. We, we can say that, right? But let's get real raw and, and, and deliberate about what we really need. I need. I do need. I need thee every hour. I need him every hour of my day. Amen. And if there's ever a second that I, I try to do my own thing, it's real clear to those in my house that I'm doing it on my own without him. So I need thee every hour, every second of every minute. Petition. Paul says, tell God what you want and then don't miss the magic. What's the magic? It's number three or C. Don't miss the thanksgiving part. This is all what he just told us in Philippians. Pray, petition, and don't miss the thanksgiving part. What's that? Make a list. The moment that you feel like every, I, I can't handle this, go in your phone and make a list of all the things he's done for you. Maybe you need to do that anyway, even before, even before Greg Michael comes at you, right? Make a list now. Go home today before you go to bed and say, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. God showed up in my life in this. And then every time the enemy tries to put in your ear, God doesn't care. You're nobody. Just throw in the towel. You go, not true. Not true. Here's the list of what God has done for me. And if he did it then, he'll do it again. It's saying, God, here's my raw. Here's my real. Here's what I need. 
It's saying, but now I'm going to, I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I've been focusing on how I feel and I know I've been focusing on what I need, but now I'm going to recalibrate and I'm going to, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to start. I, I, I know that this is hurt, and, but I'm going to go over here and I'm going to say, these are all the things that God has done in my life and I know he'll do it again. I'm going to pick these things up and I, yes, I know that the, the, the person's still talking and yes, I know that I'm still having to face the circumstance and yes, I know those feelings are real, but I'm going to recalibrate my mind. I'm taking that thought captive and I'm going to recalibrate my mind and I'm going to put it on the things, the faithfulness of God that he has done and proven time and time again in my life. I refuse to always look at how I feel. Pray, petition, thanksgiving, and throw some worship on it. In closing, Matthew 26, 33, Meredith, if you'll come. You'll need to turn that back on because that auto went off on that thing. Matthew 26, 37 says this. He took Peter. Oh, even Jesus, even Jesus experienced pain. Jesus understands betrayal. Hosanna, they said. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But when they didn't like the messages that he was preaching, same people, same group, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He already knew. And this is what happened. Jesus, he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. Have you ever been there? You ever been anguished and so distressed? So was Jesus. He was fully God and fully man. And he still was stressed and anguished. How do you know? Because he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. This is Jesus. Stay here and keep watch with me. Verse 39. He went on a little farther and bowed his face to the ground praying, my father... You think you felt like throwing in the towel? This is Jesus in a moment of transparency. He said, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I, yet, everybody say yet. Father, let this pain stop. Let these people stop talking about. Let's let, let this hurt stop. And he's saying, even if you don't, I want your will to be done, not mine. You know when it hurts? Listen, listen, listen. You know why it hurts? Because our will and his will, when they, because we're going one way and his will for us is going the other, it causes friction. That's where the hurt comes from. It's, It's because that group of people weren't supposed to be in your circle are you listening to me that connection you weren't supposed to have listen to me listen 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 but nevertheless today God wants to heal your broken heart I know the hour is 1206 But at 1210, God's going to heal your broken heart. 
Everybody standing all over this room. Jesus himself said, I, I, I can complain through this. I'm, I'm getting, Jesus already knew that he was going to be beaten. Jesus already knew that they were going to whip him so much that his body would, didn't even look noticeable as a human. It looked like hamburger meat. He knew that they were going to put a crown of thorns and shove it down his, into his scalp. He knew. He said, I could complain. I could complain through this or I can pray through this. He knew where he had to go. He knew he had to go to Calvary and he knew what he had to do. And I want to challenge you this week to make the tough choice and pray through it. Let that choice start for you today. Today, choose not to throw in the towel. If you're here today with every head up and every eye open and everybody looking around. Why, why that? Because God said so. That's what he just told me. He said, if you'll be ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father. It, if we're going to stop hiding our hurt, if we really want him to heal our hurt, we got to stop hiding our hurt. I don't want anybody to know I'm hurting. Every one of us are. Every one of us. Every single person breathing in this room has hurt. If you're here and say, be this week, I've wanted to throw in the towel. And to some extent, maybe I did. But today through your message, I heard the voice of God through you say, pick the towel back up, get back on the field. If that's you today, will you just throw your hand up just where you are? Say, I have felt like throwing in the towel, and maybe I have. That's none of my business. I'm not asking you, did you? But what you need to hear the voice of the Lord, if you didn't hear anything else I've said in the past 30 minutes, hear this. Pick up that towel. Maybe you didn't throw it. Then you go, you, you put it under the blood of Jesus and you get that towel clean again and you get your tail back on the field. You get back on the field. Somebody said, I don't like that talk. That's been, well, we in the locker room right now. See, we ain't out there. I could turn that off and tell them to turn the, the, the thing off. I'm talking to family right here. You get your tail back on the field. If Dennis Weber was here, that's what he'd say. You get it. He'd probably say something else. Some of y'all that have been on the field with him. Yeah. Norris, you know. He probably said some things, didn't he? You get back on the field. Don't give up. Don't give up. devil is a lie and I'll take five extra minutes to tell you don't give up and cookies will wait hell's too long to be wrong about a decision about just throwing in the towel and hell's too hot for you to check out the temperature just take my word for it I ain't never been there I don't plan on going but his word says it if you're here today you go you know what I don't want to go to hell I want to go to heaven and my plays all over the field, I've been playing all kinds of shady stuff. I've been doing my own thing. If you're here today and you say, I want to play on God's team. I want to go to heaven. 
On the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up just as fast as you can. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about for the very first time. I'm not talking about rededication. I'm saying you want to know that you're saved. This matters, church. This matters. And all I want to do is lead you in a prayer right where you stand. I'm not going to have you come forward. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If you want to know that you're saved, if you want to make a decision, say, I'm back on the team. Give me a towel. Give me a towel. Give me a towel. If, you're, if it's just one person that says, give me a towel. Give me a towel. I'm getting back on the field. One. Pastor B, will you pray for me? Two. Three. Get me them scissors. Are they back there? Get me them scissors. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Give me a towel. 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 If you have your hand up, I do want you to come to the front. I didn't trick you. I'm just God changed it. If you do, if you do want to, if you do, if you do want to pick up a towel, you do want to get on God's field. Come to the front of this place. Line it up. 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 Thank you, Father. These scissors work. I didn't plan this. He just said it right here. He said, however many, give him a towel. 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 Just make way. Once you get a towel, move back. Just move back a step. Stay at the altar. Move back. Get a towel. What am I supposed to do with that, B? I don't care what you do with it. But you need to make sure you put that towel in the face of the enemy. Every time he tries to lie to you and try to convince you that your life is over and God doesn't have a purpose for you, you pick up that towel and you go, not today, devil. Not today. Not today, not today, you pick up a towel. You pick up a towel. Stay at the altar, but just make room for everybody to get a towel. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I got, I got more towels back here. He just told me, you got baptismal towels trying to hold them things up because they wouldn't keep air overnight. So if I run out of this towel, I'll cut those things up. We'll replace them. Sorry for the mess. Take a towel. Take a towel. Take a towel. Take a towel. If I had more of these scissors, I'd get somebody to help me. But Holy Ghost said, no, you need to take, you need to cut the towel. You know why? <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Because you need a piece of somebody that's saying, I will not give up and I will not quit. And this pastor will not give up and I won't quit. Becky, come sing some of this song while whatever she's playing, sing that. Please. Man, don't y'all love how God is? Man, this is so cool. I couldn't have planned this. I couldn't have planned this out. <laughs> if you still need a towel, throw your hand up. Okay, I got, I got a towel. I cut this Buckeye thing up and let you take down. I wouldn't just Put her in the house. Who knew this towel is going to change your life? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
know if y'all realize what she's singing. I didn't know she was going to sing that. But we just said it. He'll give you peace. He'll give you peace. We didn't plan that. God. From the Father above. In the name of Jesus. Father, just bring fire in this in this. Everybody got one? Wait. Get an extra one. You got a towel, come in. You got a towel, come in. You got a piece, come in. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Come on, come on. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, for every single person, Father, give them peace. Father, may that, may, may they're just, God, may that, may that towel just come alive, Father, and just be the fire that they need to get back on the field and be a part of everything that you have called them to be. When the devil has said, I, you, that's enough. No, 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 God says, I got more than enough for you. <laughs> Let's, let's repeat this together loud and clearly all over this room. Say, oh God, I come before you now confessing I don't have it all together, but I'm trusting you. God, put a fire in me that will never, never go out. And God, open doors for me <laughs> that no man can shut. My heart is seeking after you, creating me. A clean heart and renew a right spirit in me in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name now high-five somebody around you those of you out there in the chairs high-five somebody tell them say let's go let's go let's go let's go Adam come close us out in prayer let's go let's go let's go let's go well thanks again for tuning in to hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.